Hi, and welcome back to Rate That Album, a back and forth album review between myself, Joe Fremming, and my good friend, Paul Muad'Dib. Paul, how you feeling this week? You know what I'm going to do, Joe? I'm going to sew your asshole shut, and then I'm going to keep feeding you, and feeding you, and feeding you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. That's a... So Paul gave us a little uh, hint at our uh, album we're discussing this week. We're coming up to the year 36 Chambers. We are discussing Enter the Wu-Tang 36 Chambers uh, debut album by hip-hop organization at this point, Mm -hmm. the Wu-Tang Clan, Paul. An organization it is these days, dude. It's huge. uh, So I'm not... I'm not going to go through the 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 origin stories of the Wu Tang because that's just oh, you know there's a, a there's documentaries out there on that it's but I mean this is a it's a juggernaut uh, this group uh, let's just say it, for their debut album there's nine rappers mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it was recorded on a pretty tight budget and you can kind of tell yeah uh, RZA. Uh, he's the producer. He's kind of like the organizer. He's the kind of the dude who spearheaded the philosophy of Wu Tang. Now, I'm not super uh, familiar with their philosophy, but like it incorporates '70s kung fu movies, uh, growing up in the streets of New York, comic book imagery. Uh, <laughs> anything else? That numerology too. Numerology, dude. Let me just say that. For a for like a hip hop album, and what for what these guys were, these are the biggest fucking dorks on the planet, and I love that they put an album <laughs> together. <laughs> when you have a old dirty bastard referencing the Warriors, right? I, I'm in. I'm I, in. I, I, dude, dude, I am in. Like Flynn, man. I yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. This oh. is. This, this, I'm so glad you picked this album. Go on, sir. Yeah. So again, this is this. Uh, let me see here. Let me check my notes. You know, this came out in 1993. Uh, it is. It was. Uh, it didn't fly onto my radar until, embarrassingly, I want to like 15 years later. I like I knew who the Wu Tang was. Uh, by the time I was getting familiar with hip hop, you know, old dirty bastard was. Uh, an entity unto himself. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right, right, right. O- ODB, big baby Jesus. Uh, dirt <laughs> A McGirt. son unique. <laughs> and Dirt McGirt. <laughs> <laughs> dirt McGirt. <laughs> yeah, so by the time I get around to getting into Wu-Tang, I, I'm already in my, my mid-20s. Uh, I get into it because I go through a nasty divorce, uh, breakup, not a divorce. That was a diff- different person. And I just... It, uh, to heal my wounds, I gravitate towards early 90s, eight, late 80s, early 90s re- gangster rap for whatever reason. Yeah. And I buy two albums, Straight Outta Compton Which by is NWA yep. and Enter the Wu-Tang 36 Chambers. Oh, dude, yeah. If you're going to get into any two of them and you're, that's, yeah, you're starting at the right spot, buddy. Oh, yeah. So, Paul, what is your kind of your history with Wu-Tang? I'm guessing you probably got into them way before I did. You know, I, I did a little bit because um, after we graduated um, from high school, I started hanging out with some guys, and you know, um, they were in the 
in the in the more uh, rap hip hop than I was. And um, so, yeah, we started to, we would sit there and we'd kind of jam, you know, they would jam out to Wu-Tang. And, um, um, you know, I also gravitated more towards ODB for whatever reason. Um, and then when I saw, uh, you know, then when I started listening to them, it, like, you know, Wu-Tang, I started getting into that. And then um, when, when uh, ODB died in um, 2004, uh i got into them way heavy again like i went back through was listening to a bunch of the old stuff and yeah yep uh, yeah that's i think that happened to a lot of people like um when odb died i think there was like this this kind of this wu-tang became relevant again yeah and you know i gravitate towards old dirty bastard he's just he was such he's like we'll discuss it but he's like the charismatic like he just pops when his rhymes come up Oh God, yeah. But I also gravitate towards the RZA because uh, he's he architect. He put this shit together, man, and like he's come up with the philosophy. He, I, think, I believe he wrote a book on the mm-hmm. Wu Tang philosophy. Yeah, he did. yeah, RZA wrote a book about the Wu Tang. Yeah. Yes, yes, he did. And, and yeah, he's, I, he he's directed a kung fu movie. He did the soundtracks for the Kill Bill <laughs> yeah. movies. Yep. Uh, yeah, so like these guys are all just fascinating to me, and again, there's a lot of these dudes in the band. <laughs> but well, the core right now we're talking about, and let me get to the list because you know it is nine people. Yep, it's Inspected Deck, Ghostface Killer, The Jizza, Master Killer, Method Man, ODB, RZA, Raquan, and You God, and I can at least say. They all have a solo album mm-hmm. that's been released that I really like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Each yeah. No, this is this is this is talent. Like when, like you know, I will say, uh, just on the other side of it, you know, I think as much as ODB was the charismatic charismatic one, right? Like absolutely, everybody knows ODB, and I don't care who you are. ODB did something you fucking like. Fuck off. He came kind of like the folk, like how uh, Flavor Flav was with uh public enemy uh yes you know kind of like cartoonish in a sense uh he was <laughs> old dirty bastard if anything was over the top <laughs> yeah and i think there was kind of this reputation because of odb his antics right but outside of that when you really look at who these all these were i mean come on man ghostface killer are you fucking serious right now method i mean man. holy method, shit yeah holy shit <laughs> You know, I mean, RZA, yeah, RZA's fucking the shit. Giza, who joined them later, um, you know, Kappa, Capadonna. This is some fucking high-class talent that I think was overshadowed a little bit by, not even a little bit, but by ODB's antics. And in a way, he did them, he did, I mean, he did them favors and also did them a lot of disservice. <laughs> yeah, and... <sighs> Uh, and of all the things too, and like when I was listening to this, another thing that stuck out to me is like, this is like one of the all time greatest debut albums, in my opinion. Uh, something that like I think I don't think they've come close to like replicating. No, over the years, I mean, this was just like front to back, just solid, you know. And again, it's nine at the like the core of this album is nine people, and they've kind of. Ex- 
I believe they expanded them even more. That's hard to like sustain. Yeah, I mean, they have expanded it, but in a way, it's all. I mean, it's still the core. Like, it is these. It is this group. I mean, when you look at them, it is this. It is this group. But yeah, I mean, they have. It's become a, a corporation in a way, but really, when you look at what Wu Tang is, it's these nine people. Yeah, and like I, I love it too because this album is like a kind of a shock of recognition with the 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 seventies uh, kung fu <laughs> references oh and samples. Uh, so I just kind of wanted to bring this up. Like, if you grew up in like the eighties, like we did, uh, cable was brand new, and mm-hmm these channels were buying content dirt cheap. They were buying the cheapest they can just so they could have something to air between commercials. That's basically what it was. So we would have, you would have all these channels kind of like in what was cheap Westerns and Kung Fu movies. So there was a lot of this on cable TV when we were growing up. Uh, I don't know if I've seen the, what this album's kind of like referencing a lot, which is, you know, the 36th chamber of the Shaolin. Oh, I'm oh. sure I have at some point, but I don't know for sure. <laughs> oh, let me please raise my, I'm raising my hand. Let me, let me, let me. <laughs> so, oh my God. Okay. So you have to understand that not only, okay. 36 chambers of the Shaolin is all part of something else. That's greater. And that is Shaw brother studio. And if, if you haven't, Almost all of the Shaw Brothers martial arts films are f- are free on Prime. If you got Amazon Prime, you can see a shit ton. I mean, and when we talk about when I when I say they put out a shit ton, the Shaw Brothers were cranking these things out like fucking candy, dude. I mean, it is awesome. And there was a guy by the name of Gordon Liu um, who was in a lot of these. And Gordon Liu, um, you, 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 you would recognize him if you saw him. Um, but he was in uh, at least, at least 70 of these Shaw Brothers films. <laughs> um, and there was actually three 36 Chambers of the Shaolin. There's 36 Chambers of the Sh- Actually, there's more than that, but I'm going to go to the main three because there's a bunch of rip-offs. That's the other thing. The Shaw Brothers were <laughs> notorious because they'd rip, rip themselves off and put out like, like things that weren't. But yeah, you had 36 Chambers of the, Sha- um, of the Shaolin, Return of the 36 Chambers, um, and Disciples of the 36 Chambers, and there was a couple other that were like 32 Chambers as well. Um, Let's say, old Dirty Bastard solo album is called Return to the 36 Chambers. Right. <laughs> Direct right. reference to that sequel. Exactly. And they are pulling samples from this. I mean, it is straight up samples, and I can hear it. Which, again, I'm imagining is probably dirt cheap to free for them to do at this yeah. time. Like, sampling was still brand new, but, like, if you're going to sample something, you're going to sample something that <laughs> the copyright means nothing to and and what and all this movie really is is it's like it's it's like an ultimate training montage really of this movie um so you have okay let's talk about the chambers you have the top chamber which is considered the highest chamber where the monks recite buddhist sutras from memory 
Um, you have the 35th chamber where the it teaches lightness and balance. The monk in training must jump on a bundle of sticks floating in a pool of water to reach the dining hall. Um, the third chamber is strengthening the arms. You got to carry buckets of water with blades attached to their arms to keep their blades straight out. Um, just, uh, go uh, on. Also, nipped by Tarantino for the aforementioned Kill Bill movies with Uma Thurman's training with by Pi May. <laughs> a lot of that kind of like training ridiculousness. Pi May is a character in a lot of the Shaolin of, of the Shaw Brothers movies, hundred percent. And I'll, you know, yeah. And, but, and you know, so go on. Right. I mean, and then you have wrist training where uh, they had to strike a gong with weighted poles and rhythm of the master's head. I mean, you had eyesight where they had to fall light without turning their head or get burned by sticks of incense. I mean, it is nuts. It is just fucking, just see it. It's brilliant. And I'm so glad that nine fucking nerds out of, uh, out of a hip-hop group fucking... From Staten bl- Island, which is Staten- another, you don't expect this kind of, you don't, you don't hear of hip-hop from Staten Island. <laughs> Yeah, no. I mean, this is out of. I mean, first, it, just everything about this. I mean, this is like the Beastie Boys, Paul's Boutique, on like a whole nother fucking twenty story, thirty story, forty story <laughs> building. This is just fantastic. Yeah, because they kind of come. And it's interesting. It's debut. They come in with like these, you know, personas, mm. uh, and. Fully ingrained, like referencing the chambers. <laughs> They're yeah. referencing the Shaolin chambers. It's it's wild, man. It's fucking wild how uh, just like for how like kind of like, sparse the production is. Like the lyrics are pretty dense. <laughs> I mean, on what which what was was it? Protect your neck. Where eight of the nine of them are rapping on it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, holy fuck, man. And they're all referencing each other, too. I love it. Like, they're introducing each other and doing shit and playing off for shit. Hell, yeah. Yeah, Paul, after the last couple albums we discussed, we really needed something to nerd out on. Oh, we did. And this is, like, this is like the ultimate nerd album, man. This is so fucking good. It's um, nerd album. It still had street cred, too, like, when it came out. I mean, like, this was... raw. A, yeah, it's raw. At times, very angry. Mm-hmm. And at times, like you meant, very nerdy. You know, Dude, bring the motherfucking Spider-Man. ruckus. <laughs> bring the motherfucking ruckus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. And like, this is, I love this album so much when I first listened to it. Like, uh, back when you could rip music onto Xbox, I, so I play a lot of wrestling games. <laughs> like my entrance music for my creative wrestler was Wu Tang Clan ain't nothing to fuck with. <laughs> Wu Tang Clan ain't nothing to fuck with. <laughs> so good, dude. So good. Yeah, I know it's interesting enough that doesn't have ODB on it. No, but that's fine. <laughs> Again, nine rappers. Yeah. It, yeah, you know they all can't they can't be everywhere. They all they, and they they all shine in their own way, which is oh, really cool too. They do, but man, I got to yeah. I mean, right away when ODB comes in, man, you just <laughs> you just. I mean, I, I I I'm sorry. At this point in my life, and you know, God, you know, ODB had some demons, man. He did. I'm not I'm not going to glorify the man in terms of you know some of the things he did in his personal life, but you know what, man. 
and to me, he was the Morrissey of hip hop. Like he was in on the joke, and then unfortunately, he became the joke. Yeah, and, and you know that's the sad thing. But every time ODB comes on, I can't help but smile and just go, "Oh, ODB!" <laughs> well, his cadence and his delivery, and it's just like it's sloppy but fun. Yeah. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and- yeah. It's 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 not it's there's not a lot of finesse there. Yeah, and <laughs> so let's talk about like our highlights of the album. That I don't imagine there's a lot of lowlights. There's some tracks that for me just kind of blend in a little bit. Yeah, but uh, so what are your top? Let's do like top three. Let's let's limit ourselves, even though we're talking about like what a t- <laughs> fucking so, twelve twelve now album. I I will say that I listen, and this is on me. I got mine from YouTube Music, and I listened to, like, the deluxe version of this. Um, so there was a couple of things there, and I just want to pull up yeah. the tracks that weren't originally yeah, there's on remixes. it. remixes. Uh, there's a yeah. remix of Protection Neck, Method Man, and uh, Cream. Yes, 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 yes. And so, like, the ones that... Um, that, okay, uh, bring bring the motherfucking ruckus, dude! Like, how absolutely. great is that as a an intro? That is like one of the best intros ever. And like, I, I was watching a, a little thing about this album on YouTube today, and like, so like, kind of like the snare in the song mm-hmm. was the RZA hitting like a like a paint can or a garbage can. That's, That's why it has that raw sound to it. So fucking good. <laughs> I mean, you know, obviously, you know. Would take clan ain't nothing to fuck with is fantastic. <laughs> I mean, protect your neck. I mean, again, you got everyone rapping on this motherfucker <laughs> and introducing each other. It's so goddamn good. And it doesn't uh, sound sloppy either, you know? Mm-hmm. Like <clears throat> which is something like I would be kind of concerned with as a producer, like, oh shit, I have nine people rapping in like a four or five minute song. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I mean, Method Man has his own fucking track. Uh, the mystery <laughs> which with is chess, just awesome. Which is just awesome. The mystery of chess boxing. What the fuck, guys? It's just, you know, I mean, they're pulling dialogue from from Shaolin and Wu Tang. They're pulling shit from fucking Five Deadly Fen- uh, Venoms, which I've seen like all of those. Uh, I mean, fuck, dude. The Seventh Chamber, they sample fucking Otis Redding. What the fuck are they doing, dude? This is I like I can't like I love this out. Like, is there a bad one? Yeah, maybe the intermission. Yeah, the um, intermissions I kind of like <clears throat> I got a little bored with, but yeah. I mean, but yeah, like cream I love. Cash rules everything around me, which is just which is a great I mean, it has that good line at the beginning where like from the bad side, the New York Times or something like that. And it's just Fucking like yeah, like they're rapping about like really crazy kung fu movie stuff, but they also are rapping about like real things in their in their lives. Like yeah, that's the real world. Like cash rules everything around us, man. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, and, it's not know, really a glorification of that either. It's no, and what what I, what I find interesting is in hindsight, reading and listening to this album, is that. Um, you know, they're talking about wanting to be big and they're not, you know, and, and like the aspirations and the dreams that they have and they're rapping about this shit. Um, so, I mean, and to see them have that gotten it is just like, that's awesome. You well, know what they, I mean? They did sell that 
album for one million dollars to Martin Scarilli. <laughs> right. <laughs> Which uh, they, the members were not happy that he won that. Uh, no, no, no. And then he ended up selling it because you know turd burglar got caught in his own bullshit. So <laughs> he gilmered it. <laughs> he gilmered his own life. He gilmered his own life. <laughs> it's just it's just wild. Like you know where the, yeah, and they're like their aspirations and. Uh, and considering how weird this album is, it's, it's, you know, it shouldn't work, but it does. <laughs> you it know what I mean? Like works so, so well. Like, you have nine rappers singing about Kung Fu movies, comic books, street life, <clears throat> numerology, which, you know, we touched on, on our twin peaks podcast. I don't understand any of it, but I'm, I'm all in on the Wu-Tang philosophy at this point. <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude! It it's it's awesome. It's yeah, awesome. And wh- I'll go through like so. I'll do three. That uh, you know, bring to ruckus. I mean, that's just it's just a banger. It's, it's just a yeah. fucking. Banger, it's followed dude. by shame on a. I'm not gonna say it because <laughs> I'm not comfortable with that word. I don't feel like I should say it. So. But I love it because we get our introduction to Old Dirty Bastard. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's where he throws his war. Warriors, come on, play! <laughs> and that's where he said the... <laughs> <laughs> and it works. And it's just like... You know, it it's works. Not like he's a comp- and he's not like he's just a comic relief. He has like serious fucking lines in this album. Oh, fuck. Oh, yeah, fuck he does. Oh, fuck oh, yeah, fuck. he does. Yeah, and they then, do. And then... Uh, as I said, I, Dude, I, 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 I already I mentioned two hits, but like one I really like that's kind of like uh, uh, Rizza goes on and kind of expanding on with on a solo. The Mystery of Chess Boxing. Yes. Uh, yeah, because I believe one of his solo albums is The Mystery of the Chess Box or something like that. So and, I, yeah, I, so kind of like he they branch off their own mystique and their own songs, <laughs> which is another phenomenal thing they do. Oh, yeah, Absolutely. I mean, and they're doing, they're doing like, you know, again, seven chambers and seven chambers part two and all this shit. And I want to bring up the fact that in, in Shamana, they are, they, they sample Thelonious Monk. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which, yeah, it's like, again, nothing about this should work. No. But it does. And it, and it's, you know, it's, yeah, it's definitely in my top five hip hop albums of all time. Fuck it's just, yeah. It's so front to back. It's it, it's crazy. It, you know, it has the angry moments. Like I said, I was going through a breakup, so I could relate to that. But it's also like the such nerdy, like, you know, like these these movies I watched on cable are getting yes. referenced. Yes, yes. <laughs> that I thought nobody else was watching. Mm-hmm. Dude, executioners of the Shaolin. Like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> this is awesome. I mean, and they are sampling. And again, it's it's sloppy. Like you know, one it doesn't really have a flow per se because they're doing so many different samples. And God bless RZA for being able to fucking make it work and putting it together. But I'll say that for his the whole career because he's kind of like the one who has to wrangle them all together. <laughs> like, I, this is what I'm saying. You, like you can read up on it, but like every time they're going to do an album, it's always like somebody wants to hold out or something. And he has to like he's like the peacekeeper. Like I couldn't imagine not only coming up with all this vision and all this, and then having to like deal with nine different or eight other personalities 
that's got to be just rough. <laughs> yeah, right? Right? And, and and the way that they did that, right, on the album, the first, the A side is Shaolin Sword, and the, the B side is Wu-Tang Sword. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. I actually own this on vinyl. I love this album. <laughs> Good. 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 You should. Oh God! Yeah, it's it's wild, but yeah, those are three are the ones that really kind of stand out. I mean, again, there's the hit, you know, Cream. I think is fantastic, and you know, Wu Tang Clan ain't nothing to fuck with, which is just wild and weird and fantastic <laughs> and fantastic, protect fantastic. Yeah, protect your neck again. Yeah, that that to me, it's bring the ruckus. It's Wu-Tang Clan ain't nothing to fuck with. It's protect your neck. Like, those are my three biggies. But again, from start to finish, you can't be bored with this album. It's just so good. Yeah, okay, is there the, is there the interludes? You know what? Sure, there's, there's the interludes. But in a way, it works. Yeah. Because it gives you kind of a pause. And you're like, all right. But I mean, what rap group is putting out a seven-minute song? Right, like in 1993. <laughs> in 1993, I mean, these are long ass tracks. You know, can it all be so simple? That's an interlude. It's a seven minute interlude, and <laughs> it works. I mean, again, it's not my fave, but it works. But right before that, you had Wu Tang, the Seven Chamber, where you had fucking eight of them rapping. I mean, seven of them rapping on it. Yeah, and it's well, a six like minute the production song. was like they couldn't all fit in the studio. So they would have to, like, you know, maximum was, like, eight people. So one would have to sit out. Oh, so genius. I mean, I, I get it. I mean, fuck, man. But, yeah, I, there's is there is there a bad track on this album? No. No. The no. interlude's just kind of, like, threaded together. I mean, it's not like it's done poorly. Like, there's hip-hop albums where the interludes just, oh, shit. Are, like, pop in and they're pretty jarring and, like, and that they're, they don't really belong there. It's just almost filler yeah. here it's not it's they're funny but it's just I, i'm just you know i want them to end so i can get to the to the next song you know yep no me too me too i mean i i, I mean I, yeah you can't as soon as you put on that for as soon as you bring on put on you know the first track bring the bring the motherfucking ruckus <laughs> you know you're in for man and let me tell you something i was picking up a buddy of mine from saint cloud to help me do shit and I had this shit just blaring. And I didn't even feel bad. Like, you know, like, I'm stopping at a fucking red light. And I'm like, you know what? Fuck you. I kept it up and my window's down. <laughs> oh, yeah. I did that today, driving around, running errands. It was it was great. It's just like, <laughs> it is, it's, you know, because it feels like, it also feels like lo-fi, you know. Mm -hmm. Because just like how, you know, they didn't have a whole lot of money to make the album. So, you know, they kind of get more refined and polished. As they move along, but like God, it's just it. You know, yeah. you pull to a stop sign. You know, if your window down, you know, fucking <laughs> Wu Tang Clan ain't nothing to fuck with, or Cream, or bring the ruckus. It's just like people look. <laughs> oh, they look, and you know what? Let them look. Fuck them if they don't know it. They can burn in hell. Yeah, yeah. I, I really uh, this album just. It's so, again, it's, it's all these weird themes going into it that just, like, check off all the boxes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and it's weird. It's almost like this album is made for weirdos like you and me, Paul. <laughs> I, I have to completely agree with you, man. Like, I, I'm all in. I'm all in on Wu-Tang philosophy. I don't give a fuck. 
<laughs> you got a pasty. You got two pasty ass white dudes from the Midwest. <laughs> Deal with it. <laughs> Who can relate to your? <laughs> yeah, it's it's wild. It's wild that it worked. Uh, getting all these giant personalities in. I mean, like it, all these guys on their own have huge, wildly successful solo careers. Have great solo careers, um, and they all deserve it. They're all fucking talented. Yeah, and the only group I can think of that comes close to like having that sort of thing happen would probably be like NWA, where you you have like right. Dr. Dre, uh, Easy E, and Ice Cube, MC Ren. You know, wasn't as you know, but those are like three huge names in a group. And this one's like they're all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is this is I, I I would I would I would dare to say this is probably hip hop's first and real like like organic fucking super group. Yeah. Like this was a super group from the start. Like this wasn't, you know, you hear about in rock, you hear about super groups, you know, um, but they're typically formed, you know, they, you know, they're after the fact of the, after everybody's been established. Yeah. But you have, you had this as their debut and you had this talent on there and none of these guys, I think they all had the, had the, you know, the aspirations, but none of these guys um, had, you know, nothing to really, they had no egos because they had no start. You know what I mean? Yeah. There were nobodies when this, there first was nobodies when this first came out and every one of them is a fucking somebody now. Yeah. This album like pretty much catapulted each and every member into like their own stratosphere. And, and it's wild. Like you said, it's like, this is organic. They all kind of came together. It's like, uh, you know, it's like almost like the Beatles, where each member is, yeah, wildly talented and worthy of like superstardom on their own, and they're like in this one little weird group. Yeah, ab- yes, absolutely, hundred percent. Yeah, it's 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 it. I, I again, I can't. Um, uh, you know, you got RZA, Jizza. What else is there? I mean, you know, Ghostface. I mean, whoop. We'll, where do you go? I mean, what the fuck? <laughs> I'm, just, I'm, I'm floored by the talent on this. Yeah, right. it's wild. It's, it's you know, and it's just, it feels like, you know, like, this could have only happened at that time. Like, I, it's, it's weird. Like, I don't see an album like this coming out again, you no. know? No. No. Maybe, I, but it I, just. <laughs> I, I don't. I, I don't I, 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 I don't see something like this happening again um, because unfortunately music now is so manufactured yeah. uh, and you know if you had a group like this you'd have someone trying to pull like pull out oh like if this happened now someone would take a look at Riza and pull them out and try to do something someone would take ODB pull them out and try to do you know they wouldn't let something like this happen um, because they'd go wow we got eight talents separate them and yeah, you know we can monetize on um individually absolutely yes yes and that's the problem that's the problem now yeah 100 percent mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah dude i i can't say enough good things about this album yeah we, it, we needed this <laughs> yeah we needed this after uh saying anger that was that was a rough go and duran duran certainly didn't help no <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 it did not, sir. Um, 
Yeah. Um, you know, it's, I, I, I mean, what else do you want to say, Joe? I don't know what else to say. I mean, it's a long ass album. Yeah. It's I don't not, know what else. Yeah. It's just great front to back. And that's kind of like the rough thing when uh, we do these albums, like, the good albums we can will tend to talk short, speak short on because they're phenomenal. And like, what more can we add? Uh, it feels like the bad albums were just raging against that machine. <laughs> right now, I guess let's talk about the accolades for this album, right? I mean, because we can right. definitely do that. Yeah, well, I mean, it's you know, there's a this this album seemed like I mean, it's it's no secret. It's generally beloved by. Mm-hmm. Music journalists, uh, uh, music listeners, and the like, you know, so. God, yeah. What, what I'm looking at here, uh, you know, about.com, best rap albums of 1993, number one, uh, blend, or CD now, Hip Hop's 25 Greatest Albums Year 1980 to 98, number one. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and that's all, you know, and I agree, like, as much as I love The Chronic by Dr. Dre, this this tops it for me. It does. Me too. Me, no, and I, I love the chronic, but yes, this is this tops it for me. You know, um, uh, ego trip. It's the number one from 1980 to 1998. Um, you know, it, it, it's th- no one has a bad thing to say about this album. Nobody. Nobody. Yeah. Cool. I mean, this is this is you know, <clears throat> date. This is a hell of an album to like try to top. And that's another thing you get when you have such a strong like debut album, it's always going to be difficult. Uh, I just, I mean, Christ, you listen to this and it's like, it reminds me of like, yeah, it's, it's hard to top that. And I remember, you know, hindsight to think like, you know, appetite for destruction by guns and roses. Yep. That'd be hard to top. Did they ever top it? Nope. No, no they did no, not. No, no, no. I don't, you can't argue it. No, they didn't. Yeah. And let's also say this album went three times platinum. It went triple platinum. <laughs> All right. This and is there other stuff good? Yes. Is it as good as this? In my opinion, no. They got some really good stuff, but this to me is like this is the Wu Tang. Yeah. This is like the pure. Uh, this is like. Twin Peaks will return. Yeah. <laughs> Wu-Tang, you know, where they're as weird as they want to be. Uh, they, <laughs> you know, they're young, they're hungry. Uh, they have crazy ideas and they're making it work. Yep. Even though they, you know, a lot of these shouldn't be working. <laughs> no. You, you can't have a nine-member hip-hop group. <laughs> <laughs> no, and and it took them four years to make the next album. Yeah, and I mean it's and don't get me wrong, it's great, it's good, it's really really good. It's a great, it, it is, it's a phenomenal album. I don't want to take away from it. Um, you know, and it's it's long, it's it's a double album. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's the that's just the one like everybody we knew in high school owned. Yes, this is the one that everyone owned. It's it's a double fucking album. And it's great. I mean, it's. I mean, if you're going to follow up on something you just did, yeah. that's what you do. Um, they did it right. Wu Tang Forever. But um, I personally love this album more, but just because of what it, I think for me what it was. 
You know what I mean? It was the first go. It, it just is solid as fuck. Yeah, and they're not dealing. They don't have the egos at this point. You know, no. that was that's another thing. If you read up, like it's tough. Like when these guys get together to do something, it's damn near impossible to make it work. And it's it's just not surprising. There's so many so many uh, personalities and going in. It, it it's it's hard to sustain a band with three or four members. Nine members, I hats off to RZA because uh, I would never want that job. Yeah, I wouldn't know how you would. How, I, again, I don't know how, especially with ODP. I mean, how do you rein that fucker in along with eight, along with eight other people or well, seven I mean, other people? I think shortly after the the second album, he ended up going to prison, so they had to like forge on without that personality for a while. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. So he did. He did end up going to prison. He had, like I said, he had this thing. And didn't he end up like, God, I remember. There was what, a reality what, show. There was a reality show, but there was a Grammy bomb. Like he was the first Kanye. Yeah. God, I forget what that was. Uh, was that when he went up that. on stage and called himself like big, that's when he got the name Big Baby Jesus, I think. Because uh, that's the first time I remember him referring to um, himself as Big Baby Jesus is when he did the Grammy bomb. Yeah. Well, because they, they lost or something. And then he, he came up like a, with like a flag or something. Ah, oh, man. I, you know, this was a while ago. But yeah, um, he. Uh, I was thinking about that. Um, yeah, he. It was the 1998 Grammys. That's what it was. Yeah, they lost to Diddy, which that never should have happened. No. <laughs> and he fucking went up on stage and referred himself as Big Baby Jesus, and oh my god, yeah. yeah. And he's. It's, it's interesting. <clears throat> I had a bootleg of it at one point uh, he has an unreleased album called a son unique yeah and it's phenomenal and i don't know why i'm guessing it's like rights publishing rights issues because there's like everybody's on it because he, he made it i believe when he got out of prison and there's like a very short window from when he got out of prison and when he died and he did this album and it it's phenomenal like i shared the <laughs> on facebook that you saw today that his yeah. cover of, uh, don't don't go breaking my heart with macy gray <laughs> dude he did he did such good and he like i said let's also he, remember old dirty bastard did a cover of susudio by phil Collins. yes and he covered um buttercup um <laughs> build me up buttercup <laughs> i mean what the fuck man and again you can talk about anyway i mean method man what did he do he went on to do he hooked up with red man and that became huge yeah there's Phenomenal. They had like those because they were doing movies for a while. Like, mm-hmm. man. Mm-hmm. You know, we all know Ghostface Killer. He went off to do a bunch of shit. He's in yeah. movies. Requan has one of the probably my favorite solo albums of theirs. Like, he released one in like, I think 2009, 2010. And it was really good. Like, Dr. Dre's on it. Like, it was like, you know, like that far into your career and you're kicking out a fucking amazing album like that. That's amazing. Yeah, I mean, and, you know, and Massacillo took him a while, but he did some shit, and he was doing stuff with MF Doom and Pete Rock, and I mean, absolutely. I mean, Inspector Deck. I mean, Jesus Christ, dude, these guys—they—they're just the talent. Yeah, and, <laughs> you, like all the talent, and every, almost every song in this album is just like, it's just like fucking great. <laughs> it's 
Yeah, it's great. And again, the uh, the uh, okay, I have to, I'm gonna come up with some kind of criticism. So I am the flow. Okay, the the flow, like we talked about a little bit, mm-hmm. going from track to track to track is a little jarring. Yeah. It totally is a little jarring um, because there's such different themes, there's different things. But at the same time, the fact that Riz is pulling from the same movies, yeah, that and, and, you know, and has the verbiage and stuff. There is this thread that goes through, but it is a frayed thread. Yeah. It is a really, really frayed thread. And I think that's, a lot of that's also uh, the money issue. Like they, this is shoestring budget, man, putting this together. Like it's a miracle they actually got this album made in the first place. Right, right. And, and but the fact that they did, I'm happy about it. Yeah, it's so. a raw album. It's a very raw sounding album too. It's it's you know like we throw around the word punk rock a lot, but this is very punk rockish in how mm-hmm. raw and DIY it is. Like it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It, it is absolutely amazing. Um, so no, I that's I, I that's what I have to recommend. I have to say it's 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 yeah. it's the shit. Yeah, I'll recommend it too. This is an essential. If you're like you're kind of like dipping your toes into hip hop, this better be one of the first albums. Yeah, you listen to because it, 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 it's just done damn near perfectly on this album. Yes, yes, absolutely. Um, yeah, it, if you want to be getting the hip hop, you want to do shit, man. Listen to this and figure out how they did it. Because if you can do that, you've now hit solid gold. Because people they sample the way we were by Barbara Streisand on the they, they sample fucking Gladys Knight, man. Yeah, they sample uh, Bismarcky. <laughs> yeah, dude, you you got to sample. Gladys Biz Knight Monkey. and the Pips, like yep. Otis Redding, like it, it's just the Jackson Five, like it's wild. Like none of this should work. N- none, <laughs> none of it. None of it. None of it should work, but I, it does. I am glad we listened to this, Paul. I me, am. me too. I needed this. I we both needed this. I think after the doldrums that we've been in. <laughs> yeah, we've been punishing each other, and we they, have. There's only so many uh, bad albums I can listen to. <laughs> there is. There is only so many bad albums. It's, like, it's like how the sausage is made. I've listened to the, each album we do, I listen to multiple times. And, yep. And when it's a stinker, it's rough. <laughs> it's 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 rough. It, it's rough. All right, Joe, let's do plugs. What do you got, buddy? What do you got coming uh, up? This week we'll be releasing our, uh, on the Joe Down, the Joe Down, we will be releasing our review of Xanadu, Olivia Newton-John vehicle, uh, also starring one of the lead actors from a movie that ODB references, a guy, <laughs> the male leads, like the guy from the Warriors. Yes. Yes. Oh, Xanadu. Warriors, come out and play. <laughs> we... We we love Patrick David Kelly, <laughs> <laughs> and so does ODB. <laughs> oh man, that's awesome! Anything else you want to plug? Yeah, after that we'll be doing. Uh, so it's kind of like I'm planning this kind of. It's almost like, feels like a double feature because it's kind of like in the same vein. We'll be following up that review with Zardoz. Ooh, God. Oh, have you seen Zardoz before? Yes, I have. Oh, my John God. John Connery in a weird Borat one suit. <laughs> the penis is bad. The penis is evil. Oh, my God, dude. You're in for a rough, 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 rough ride for that one. Oh, I find that movie hilarious. So I, 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 
I sprung that on a group of people. I'm like, all right, guys, we're going to do a mystery science night. I, and I pulled out Zardoz. Well, and... nobody's prepared for that, Paul. <laughs> no, 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 they weren't. No, no, that um, we that was basically a one and done. <laughs> <laughs> they probably kicked you out, didn't they? <laughs> Get was, out of here, Paul. <laughs> I was nobody's favorite. Mm-hmm. I was nobody's favorite on that one. Um, so on my end, I, you know, I, we've talked about beforehand. I really, right now, I just got to get us caught up. There's so much shit out there and that's just, I got to get us caught up. Um, so, um, by the time you hear this, you'll be going like, well, what the fuck do you mean? You got to get caught up. You will see there's just a shit ton, um, that needs to get done. So that's where I'm at. So Joe, you want to know what we're going to do next week? Oh, God. What are we doing next week? We are sticking. We are sticking with this kind of theme. We're going to move ahead to 2003. When a man that you and I both love decided it was time for him to be a man and put out a rap album. Do you know what I'm talking about? Pat Boone? The cream of the crop. Oh, macho man. Macho man. Be a man. His debut rap album. Yeah. It's going to be terrible. Doesn't he have a DeHogan diss track on it? It's, it's the title track, Be a Man. Oh, oh yes. boy. Yes. Yes, he has a, yes, it is a, you're in for it. It's a 14-track rap album, 45 minutes long. By Macho Man Randy Savage, featuring DJ Cool Asia, Primary Colors. So this is a thing that happened, and um, we'll get into this more because this is my thing, Joe. And I've hinted at this for a while. I have a fetish, among many, but I have a music fetish, and if someone who's an actor or a um, celebrity or anything that didn't have a career in music puts out a music album, I have to own it. It's, so you own Retur- Return of Bruno by Bruce Willis? I own Return of Bruno. Um, <laughs> I, I, I own all of William Shatner's stuff. Don um, Johnson's album with Steve Ray Vaughan? Uh, Heartbreak, yes, I own that. Uh, <laughs> Juliet Lewis and the Licks. Mini Driver, um, Billy Bob Thornton. Oh, yeah, dude. I'm all in. I am all fucking in. And when this came out, I was all over this album. And um, I'm interested to get your take because for me, I love this shit. I love it. I love it. I love it. And um, I'm really curious to see what you think of Macho Man from an objective point of view, what you think of be a man by <laughs> Macho Man Randy Savage. Oh, the cream rises to the top. <laughs> it always rises to the top, mean Gene. The cream rises to the top. Oh yeah. <laughs> you, did you know for that for that thing he had like three, and he like Macho Man was a really interesting dude. We'll talk about that on the next one because I really want to get into it. <laughs> Look at yeah. Well, he was like a budding baseball star at one point. Yeah. Um, He's got an interesting, interesting life story. He dabbled in a magicianry. Um, 
And that was one of the things he did with that cream of the crop. He was using only three. He grabbed a whole bunch of them and was actually pocketing them and doing sleight of hand while he was doing that. And Mean Gene was trying not to laugh during that whole fucking thing. If you guys don't know what we're talking about, just look up Macho Man Cream of the Crop. It's it's probably one of his best promos. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's an interesting guy. I, I, I know a, a bit about his life story. He is also... Very protective about his towels on the road, which is one of my favorite uh, wrestling podcast stories I've ever heard. <laughs> I forget who it was, but like they, Bruce they, they hit his towels and he's like, what do you f- fucking touch my towels? <laughs> Don't touch my towels. Oh, yeah. No, he was, he was. <laughs> yeah. He was also, uh, yeah, he was quite abusive too to Miss Elizabeth. He, he was. Um, and, uh, you know, again, we can't glorify, you know, there's roids, man. I mean, it was, it was the roids and let's be honest. And then what does she do? She runs off with Lex Luger and ends up ODing, you know, what, what uh, Miss Elizabeth had a rough life. Um, yeah, yeah, her life, yeah, it wasn't just Randy that was ruining her life, but yeah, it, it's a tragic story all around. Yeah. And they did a dark side of the ring about it, which I'm excited for, by the way, the new season starts, I think this week. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't have cable, so I don't know. Uh, they they put them on YouTube, so just yeah, check them out. Yeah, I'll check them out, yeah. Because I watched the Miss Elizabeth one. That's where I know a lot of that. And I watched uh, a documentary on Randy Savage at one point that was made. I'm not yeah. sure where. It might have been WWE Network when I had that for a while, but no, it was uh, yeah. It's there's there there's been quite a few things out there. So yeah. this is his um, 2003. Rap debut album, Be a Man. Well, Spotify says 2005, Paul. Yeah, it does. Um, probably because I don't know why, but it debuted in 2003. Yeah, it's probably when the rights or whatever were. I don't know. Really? That's just where the copyright is at. So that's yeah, that shit was finalized or whatever. Yeah, but I mean, renegotiated or something. You got tracks like Tear It Up. Be a man, feel the madness, and my perfect friend, which is a tribute to the late Kurt Henning. Oh, yeah, Mr. Perfect. 